0: Welcome to DJ BFF, the Daniel Jason Best Friends Forever podcast. I'm joined by my
1: jolly half, Jason Williams, and I am joined by the greatest Asian magician of all time, Nathan Fan. (laughs) (laughs) No, you, DHP Gasolup, the guy on the other side of the podcast. That's just wrong. (laughs) It's not true at all. Are you calling me a liar? Also, uh, it's. Masahiro
0: <laughs> Sorry
1: Nathan. <laughs> Calling me a liar. I am.
0: Calling me the greatest Asian magician <laughs> of all time is like saying, Oh man, you know, what's the greatest food ever invented. Rice porridge. <laughs> it's so the tastiest, greatest food ever invented is rice porridge. <laughs> That's just factually incorrect. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> I'm in a bad mood, Jason. It was the night before Christmas and Daniel was pissed. <laughs> for he knew in his mind he was on the naughty list. Oh, that was pretty good. Santa came down with gifts in hand. Well, I hit him in the balls with a bag full of sand.
1: <laughs> that was mean. Santa was just trying to give you presents. The police was called because Santa was loud.
0: And the police came in and boy, they were proud. <laughs> they like, saw a white man <laughs> as he cried for pain. And they they shot me in the head. <laughs> and that was my last day. That's my one political comment of the episode, Jason. Nice. My, uh, oh, fuck. <laughs> I just realized what we're talking about this this episode. I really wasted my political <laughs> comment.
1: <laughs> I can't wait. Get I the wiffle ball bat ready. <laughs> oh fuck Salem <laughs>
0: Get the Wiffle large oversized candy cane. Ready. <laughs> oh
1: yeah. Cause it's the holiday edition. It is. Woo! Should we plug dates first? Uh how are you doing? I'm doing okay. It's weird because it's been harder to buy presents for people.
0: Oh, do you want your present? Sure. One sec, pause. <laughs> Surprise, Jason, I got you a gift.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: Scott Pilgrim's Precious Little Card Game, a deck building game based around my favorite movie and a thing Jason also really loves.
1: I love it a lot. Yeah. So much that I had to defend it last week. You have to defend Scott Pilgrim? Right? Wait, from who? I uh, have some friends in me that I don't think you know. Well,
0: those friends in Seamy have opinions and live in Seamy Valley, <laughs> which automatically make them irrelevant.
1: I'm sorry, friends from Seamy Valley.
0: I'm not. Go fuck yourselves.
1: <laughs> but you guys do know who you are. I'm gonna. Would you get me, Jason? I forgot to bring it with me today, so I'll show you next time I come back. Jason, it doesn't matter what you got me oh why
0: i'm gonna wait for this plane to pass over (laughs) (laughs) jason it doesn't it doesn't matter what you got me because you you you've already given you've given me the greatest gift what a nintendo switch (laughs) with breath of the wild four pro controllers and super smash bros ultimate
1: i'll be honest i was kind of hoping the answer would be friendship
0: we're friends. <laughs> God damn it. I'm in a bad mood, Jason. <laughs> December fucking sucks and it's tomorrow's gonna suck. Yay, yeah, holidays. I, I love gotta, the holidays. I gotta be around people I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> for hours. I don't drink anymore, so I can't be fucked up to tolerate my family. This is one of my favorite times of the year. That's the worst. It's the best. <laughs> Trek retold curing my seasonal depression only worked for a week.
1: Ah oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> but it was Trek retold. Yeah, I know. I was kind of hoping it would last the whole month. Nope. <laughs> well, that didn't work. But even though...
0: I hate Christmas and I hate December. The pop culture makes me feel much better about myself. And today's topic is the pinnacle of holiday media. But before we get into that, Jason, do you have any dates?
1: Uh, yes. You reminded me last episode that I'm going to try to go to Wasteland Ball. Yes, (laughs) Wastelanders Ball. It's like a post-apocalyptic themed fancy. It's really weird to explain an event as both post-apocalyptic themed and kind of fancy. Yes. But somehow they make it and it's really interesting. Yes. Yeah, it's in LA. And then I'm also going to try to go to Anime Los Angeles, which I'm probably going to make. I'll find out the day after this is recorded. (laughs) We'll have links
0: for both of those things in the description of the episode. I too will be at Wastelanders Ball performing magic all evening. Ooh. So stop on by the sand demon table, see some magic, drop some stuff into my hat. Is it fancy magic? Uh, It it is magic. (laughs) It's definitely magic. (laughs) All right, Jason. So what is the greatest Christmas movie of all time?
1: Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Eat shit, it's <laughs> Die Hard. <laughs> Damn it. I really thought I was going to get that one right. Nope, it is <laughs> Die Hard. I, at the very least, I can say that, unlike Shrek Retold, there is actually, like, holiday stuff in this movie.
0: <laughs> we're, uh, now, Jason has never seen the Die Hard trailer before. And if you haven't seen it, we're going to put the audio of that trailer in right now,
1: it's Christmas Eve in LA. California. Is Daddy coming home with you? Well, we'll see what Santa and Mommy can do, okay? A New York cop John McLean has come to see his wife. Instead, he's going to have to save her. Sit down. Within this skyscraper high above the city, Twelve terrorists have declared war. They're about to be told a
0: lesson in the real use of power. They're as brilliant. Because I am interested in the $640 million in your vault. As they are ruthless. But I'm telling you, you're just gonna have to kill me. Okay.
1: We do it the hard way. Now, the last thing McLean wants. Think, damn it, think, is to be a hero. Where's Howie? Tucker! Where? But he doesn't have a choice. What does he think he's doing? <laughs> they have already killed one hostage. This channel is reserved for emergency calls only.
0: Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy?
1: But you
0: just destroyed a building. I am in charge of this situation. Well, I got some bad news for you. From up here, don't look like you're in charge of Jack. He is alone,
1: he's tired, and he hasn't seen distance Squad from anybody
0: down here. <laughs>
1: You. I want life Only John can drive somebody that crazy. <laughs> He's an easy guy to like. Come out to the coast, we'll get together, have a few laughs. And a hard man to kill. Bruce Willis,
0: Die Hard. Got invited to the Christmas party by mistake. Who knew? It was the 80s. <laughs> yes. It, it, was,
1: defi- it definitely was the 80s. 80s as fuck. That oh movie came God. out 30 years ago, Jason. <laughs> it's funny because I've only seen parody trailers that are like that for the longest time. Oh, it's been man. so long since I've seen an actual they, trailer like that. They had to spell out everything in old trailers. <laughs> I forgot they used to have narrators that were just tell you the entire story. Yeah, no, the in a world guy, he was making fat stacks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that guy was
0: loaded in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> uh, crack.com has some good info on why things were spelt out in the 80s. And uh, they theorized why? that what made trailers more modern was MTV. Hmm, because right. music videos became more common. And as music videos began to tell stories, people would be people would be like, Oh, cool. This music video has a narrative. I don't have to see the band performing live to understand what's going on.
1: Oh, I see. Okay, I guess that sort of makes sense. So the music video would tell a story without having somebody completely spell it out to you. Yeah. And so people kind of got used to that. Thank God that happened. Yeah, it's a crack theory. Oh my God, that I'm pretty sure he like straight up Gave the twist in the
0: middle. Oh of yeah, he went over absolutely every plot detail of that movie. I also, I also love that uh, it, that the trailer starts with it's Christmas in L.A. Yeah, and I, I guess it, I guess it's in California. I thought Die Hard took place in Louisiana. Honestly,
1: I think I, I totally forgot. I think I had always assumed it was New York, although I'm pretty sure.
0: No, he's a New York City cop going to L.A.
1: Man, because he's not—he's from there, and that's not where they're at. It's just whenever I they have to explain
0: it so much that when they said L.A., they follow it up immediately with Bruce Willis saying California. Yeah. (laughs) Holy shit! Trailers (laughs) in the '80s were awful.
1: What the hell is L.A.? They were
0: the worst. Oh,
1: California! I got it. Okay.
0: (laughs) It's it's kind of like. YouTubers telling you to like, share, and subscribe and ring that bell. <laughs> Fucking hate those people. Oh my god. By the way, if you guys want to help the podcast, can you give us a review on iTunes?
1: <laughs> it helps a lot. We're please desperate. Do it. Please Please. <laughs> yeah.
0: Give us five stars and a review.
1: Do and it. And if you
0: want to help my YouTube channel, give us a like, share, and subscribe and be sure to ring that bell, please.
1: Thank you. But yeah, I hate YouTubers like that. Anyways... I can't believe every trailer used to be like that
0: every (laughs) single trailer we'll probably do another thing on like great movies with awful trailers yeah that'd be a good episode
1: we should do that that's a good idea
0: but die hard do you know the budget for this movie i do not you should guess
1: uh it was 1988 jason all right so more than 30 years ago
0: Exactly 30 years ago.
1: yeah, that's true. (laughs) So money was a little bit different then. Um, It had to be at least a million dollars. More. Five million. More. 30 million?
0: Close. 28 million dollars.
1: Ah, I got pretty close. That would be kind of small for a movie now, I think. Do you
0: know how much it grossed?
1: And I know it made a profit because it's a classic and everybody loves it. 40 million
0: 140 million
1: dollars holy crap <laughs> i was way off <laughs> by like 100 million <laughs>
0: basically this movie came out and fucking rocked it <laughs> they did
1: not have action movies before that well here's the thing
0: they had action movies but the action stars were arnold schwarzenegger and stallone
1: oh like a bunch of big buff guys. Big buff guys
0: <laughs> with machine guns or punching people as hard as possible. Yeah. John McClane was kind of like an everyday average Joe who was just a really good cop. That's true, actually. And that blew
1: people's minds. <laughs> He's the just, past was weird. He didn't even have shoes on. He's just like you and me. <laughs> <laughs> that, that actually does
0: blow my mind. Like when Spider-Man came out, they were like, Wait, he's a teenager? And he's poor? And he has to pay his bills? (laughs) Wow, this is an innovative character. Like, what?
1: (laughs) Why is like the most common thing the most innovative character? That's the most relatable (laughs) thing about being a
0: person. (laughs) But I guess they're gonna say the same thing about us in like 50 years. (laughs) Like, what? They had to use cell phones by holding them in their hand? And you had to wear goggles for virtual reality? That's stupid. How did they survive like that? How did they watch porn? (laughs) What? You had to use earbuds
1: that actually plugged into a laptop? (laughs) That sounds horrible. What if somebody just walks behind you while you're watching it?
0: (laughs) Well, it was better than what you used to do. What did they used to do? (laughs) You had to actually buy porn. (laughs)
1: You had to buy porn? The past was wild. (laughs) The things people spent their money on. (laughs) But yeah, this movie was really innovative. Yeah, I guess now that you mention it, it was, and it changed so many movies after it. Oh
0: yeah, there are so many diehard knockoffs. It's (laughs) it's kind of intense.
1: (laughs) Do you think of like Bruce Willis as like an action star now? But yeah, I guess he was he before this. I don't think he was
0: if i remember correctly this was his breakout action role he had minor supporting roles on tv
1: yeah he was like a tv comedy actor or something that means anybody could do it i could be an action star no you can't (laughs) no jason
0: you're toned but let's let's be honest yeah (laughs) you could tie both arms and one leg behind my back (laughs) i could i could very moderately close beat
1: you up (laughs) there's a terrorist in this building and i'll be like oh god i better call the cops
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh 911 can you can you help me terrorist in the building uh sir i know this is christmas eve but Can you not fucking prank us? No fucking shit, ladies. It sounds like
1: I'm ordering a pizza. (laughs) Oh God, I just don't want to die. I've got a gun and I'm just hiding in a closet.
0: (laughs) But (laughs) Jason, did you know that Die Hard is an adaptation?
1: What? No, I didn't know that.
0: It's based off a novel, man. It's a Die Hard book? Well, it's not a book of Die Hard. Uh, it's, the, it's a novel called Nothing Lasts Forever. It was published in 1979. Cool kids never had the time.
1: <laughs> God Ret- damn it. Taken
0: from Wikipedia, retired New York police detective Joe Leland is visiting the 40-story office headquarters of the Claxon Oil Co- Corporation in Los Angeles on Christmas Eve, where his daughter Stephanie Leland, Gennaro, works. While he's waiting for his daughter's Christmas party to end, a group of German autumn-era terrorists take over the skyscraper. This does sound familiar. (laughs) The gang is led by the brutal Anton Little Tony the Red Gruber. (laughs) (laughs) Did they change that in the movie? Joe had known about Gruber through a counterterrorism conference he'd attended years prior. Barefoot, Leland slips away and manages to remain undetected in the gigantic office complex. Aided outside by, aided, up, aided outside only by Los Angeles Police Sergeant Owl Powell and armed with only his police-issue Browning high-power pistol, Leland bites off the terrorists one by one in an attempt to save the 74 hostages, including his granddaughter and grandchildren.
1: That sounds eerily like Die Hard.
0: Yeah, except they they changed some things.
1: Yeah, it sounds like his name wasn't... What was it? John McClane. Yeah. It was Leland.
0: Joe Leland. And... It's less cool.
1: Yeah, kind of is. I guess I could kind of... Anton say it.
0: Little Tony <laughs> the Red? <laughs>
1: or whatever it was. I don't remember the bad guy having that nickname Anton Little Tony the Red Gruber that sounds like an Italian mobster I thought they were supposed to be German
0: hey (laughs) little little Anton Little Red
1: get over here (laughs) I'm glad they changed it to Hans Gruber now that's a villain name
0: Hans Gruber is a fucking awesome villain name.
1: yeah not Little Tony the Red
0: (laughs) and of course they changed it from his daughter to the wife
1: yeah oh that's right which i think makes
0: it a better narrative
1: but then they use that later because i'm pretty sure there's another diehard movie where he has to rescue a daughter or something. yeah the the,
0: uh, the fourth one
1: was that the fourth one yes god there's a lot of these movies
0: <laughs> the fourth one is an awful diehard film but an okay action film the fifth diehard film is not a diehard film
1: but it's still a good action film no it's <laughs> it's, it's shit <laughs> I've never seen the fifth one. I actually kind of like the fourth it's one. It's awful. <laughs> I did not know there was a book about this. Yeah. They changed so many... They kept all the important parts, I guess. They just changed some character names and a daughter to a wife. They even kept the part where he was barefoot.
0: They also kept the name of Owl Powell. Was that his name in the movie? Yeah, it is. Owl
1: Powell. Pa- is Owl a nickname? Owl. Oh, Owl. Okay, I thought you were saying Owl.
0: No. <laughs> That's my terrible hit in the face with a 2x4 as a child accent. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about the writing of this movie. Steven D'Souza is a fucking god. He's the writer? Yes, he's the screenwriter.
1: Ah, I didn't know that. That's so awesome. It's so good. It is good.
0: (laughs) Everything pays off from uh, the guy on the plane being like, Hey, flying makes you feel bad. You know what you should do to make yourself feel better? Take your shoes off and make your toes and fists. (laughs) And like, that's the perfect reason to not wear shoes. (laughs) That's true. Like terrorist being like, oh, okay. So they did change something. And I I think I saw this from a cine... They did change something with the shoes. I I think I saw this in a cinefix video that in the movie, you know how he kills the terrorist? And he tries to take the shoes, and he's like, Of course, I kill a terrible terrorist, and he has feet smaller than my sister. Oh, yeah. So they don't fit. Apparently, in the book, Joe Leland doesn't take the shoes because he's uncomfortable about wearing a dead man's shoes. What, really? Yes.
1: <laughs> That's. Okay, I'm glad they changed that. Dude, what the fuck? <laughs> you need shoes, man. There's glass on the ground just take the dead man's shoes <laughs>
0: what's wrong with you
1: <laughs> that is okay that is a good change actually but
0: i like, thing, that. like uh, the writing of john mclean it makes him so endearing it does
1: even though he's like a he's f- kind of, of a dick yeah <laughs> he's like a little washed up in the beginning you like tell he's recovering from like that, that, was a, that
0: was the chair, by the way, that wasn't a fart. <laughs> okay. That's what I'll they do it again, watch. Yeah, see, that's true. Oh, uh, okay. Sorry to, de- sorry I... to derail you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what was I saying? Okay, oh, yeah, he's like a little washed up because he's having problems with his wife or whatever. Or was it ex-wife? No, it's wife. He's separated from his wife. Yeah, that's And his
0: wife saying. is using her maiden name.
1: Yeah. You know, and then like, even that
0: pays off because she gets the lie to hans like my name's so-and-so i'm not related to john
1: McClain. oh yeah oh that was so good and he came up with a great catchphrase yes which got completely butchered on tv
0: oh yeah they, <laughs> they cut out with an explosion that was another thing in trailers that happened a lot in the 80s and 90s wait what they, before they could say a, a, a profane word, they would cut it with a gunshot or an explosion. Oh yeah, that's a thing that happens a lot in trailers.
1: <laughs> Yippee ki mother.
0: <laughs> Yippee motherfucker.
1: <laughs> oh man, I forgot about how good the writing for this movie was. But it's let's talk about let's talk
0: it. about the writing for Hans Gruber.
1: I don't know what I saw last year. Oh
0: yeah, because played by Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. He kills it as a performance, but the script he uses to just be so intimidating. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's just like, uh, it's the perfect tool. He comes in. Did he do? Yeah, he's got an accent. Yeah, because he's a German terrorist, right? Yeah.
0: Even though it's kind of a British accent.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Because Alan Rickman's British.
0: That was one of his first
1: roles, too. Was it really? Yeah. No wonder he became famous.
0: Can you imagine, like, all right, this is probably my first big movie role. I hope I don't mess up. And then you're Hans fucking Gruber. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you become definitively one of the greatest villains in cinema history. Oh, man. On yeah. your first try.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, just so intimidating. Taunting him on, like, the radio, like, the entire time as he's, like, going through the building like oh it's so good <laughs> with this awesome plan was it awesome he's just trying to rob things i mean it kind of makes sense yeah it makes sense
0: like the bigger action covers the smaller action
1: yeah that's
0: that's a that's a piece of magic theory for you
1: i guess i like it i like it in the same way i like the oh wait I'm about to say a spoiler for another movie. What movie? Hot Fuzz. Okay, quick spoiler for Hot Fuzz. Spoiler for Hot where Fuzz. The does... movie that came out, what, 10 years ago? Yeah. <laughs> so Hot Fuzz also has the thing where you think it's some big thing, where the villain plan is some huge thing. Like but, a huge conspiracy. Yeah, it's a huge conspiracy to accomplish something like a big money laundering scheme or something. But it turns out it's for like just to get best village of the year award. And this reminds me of a similar thing in that it's a twist where you're like, well, that's not as good, but then you think about it and you're like, actually, no, that's kind of cool. <laughs> it's like, oh, they're doing, they're doing this terrorism based off of their principles. Cause they're, I think they call it, they disguise themselves as political anarchists or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And they give part of their demands are we need you to release all of these other terrorists that are locked up around the world. You have one hour to do it. That's not enough time. One hour is barely enough to like drink so you can survive a holiday party.
1: And you get somebody on the phone within like an hour and then fill out all the proper paperwork. and... And then it turns out that's just a cover for a robbery. And you're like, wait, that's all this is for? All this theater? That's actually kind of cool. <laughs>
0: All right, Jason. Can we get to the actual point of this podcast episode? Christmas? No. Is Die Hard a Christmas film?
1: Uh... The great
0: debate that has fucking ended friendships, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> What's your opinion? Is Die Hard a Christmas film?
1: I used to think no. No.
0: Why did you Why did you used to think no? But I'm
1: starting to change.
0: Why did you think no, if you don't mind me asking?
1: I thought no, because in my opinion, a Christmas movie had to be like, have like a Christmas feel of like, like a sort of family atmosphere and like, uh, teach some lesson about Christmas. Like it's all about what's inside you and not the presents or what are other Christmas themes? Uh, don't make fun of reindeer or um peace on earth can it be
0: (laughs) little drummer boys and david bowie and bing bing crosby
1: yeah and this movie was mostly about shooting terrorists (laughs) um but i did watch it for christmas like it would happen to be on tv while i was during christmas last year and i watched it and the whole family just sat around (laughs) and we were all watching it so my mind might be starting to get change what do you think die hard in my opinion
0: is the christmas film it's the cynics christmas film if you hate december and you hate christmas you watch die hard
1: (laughs) (laughs) so it's like the christmas film that's like on the other side of the coin from those ones i said yeah because i
0: i don't like christmas i don't i have bad memories tied to it i have seasonal depression uh i i've been disappointed a lot around mm. Christmas and New Year's. Uh but Die Hard is like this isn't your dad's Christmas film. <laughs> I mean it technically is cuz your dad probably really likes this movie. <laughs> but it's 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 good. It comforts me. And I, I watch it every every Christmas Eve. So I when this episode is released, I will be watching Die Hard that day.
1: I could see that cuz it kind of starts from like a cynical point of view, doesn't it? He's just kind of like he like comes to the Christmas party he's like having like a shitty time it's like (laughs) he hates flying he comes in like just not enjoying himself yeah and then he gets to shoot some people and succeed in the end despite like you not really having a good time on christmas well i asked 20 friends Mm
0: -hmm. over the course of two months is die hard a christmas film and I also looked up some stuff online. Rotten Tomatoes has a really great editorial on arguments for and against. Wow, and out of the 20 people, like 15 people say it's a Christmas film. Five don't. The five that don't write for a living. <laughs> so, and the other 15 are uh, just people. That is so here, are the argu- here are the arguments for. The right. screenwriter, Stephen D'Souza, says it's a Christmas film.
1: Oh, he does? Yes. Interesting.
0: He has definitively said, yes, it's a Christmas film.
1: Interesting. All right. (laughs) That's pretty funny, actually. (laughs) The date is Christmas Eve. It is.
0: It perfectly sums up the craziness and stress of the (laughs) (laughs) holiday.
1: What? (laughs) I mean, I could see that for like... The National Lampoon, Jimmy Chase movies, or whatever.
0: Well, to be honest, when my family gets together, I often think, oh shit, it's a bunch of German terrorists.
1: I'm being held hostage in this house.
0: I'm barefoot, and I'm just like, oh fuck. How am I gonna get out of here? Quick, throw all the Legos on the ground. (laughs) And then I'm gonna I'm I'm like texting the only friend who also hates Christmas. Like, how you holding up? Not gonna lie, this is kind of awful. And then like that one cool cousin you like shows up and immediately feels like shit, and you just yell, "Welcome to the party, pal!"
1: (laughs) Yeah, one person who you're contacting who can save you, but. Uh, and the last argument that's
0: usually said is it's about bringing family together. What? Oh, okay. I guess because he's like... Because feeling... John is coming to LA to try and win his wife back and see his kids. That's true. And that works in the end. It works. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it does. He gets back together. The with family his wife or comes together <laughs> by the death of terrorists. <laughs> All it costs was the lives of a you know, few dozen robbers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that classic framing device. Man versus man, man versus world, man versus self, man versus German terrorists
1: <laughs> to bring his family together. <laughs> ah, that is kind of Christmassy, I guess. He's trying to bring his family back together. Aw, that's cute. All right, here are the arguments saying
0: no, Die Hard is not a Christmas film. All right. Bruce Willis says no.
1: Oh, really? Yes. Oh, God, we have got like two sort of officially Bruce sources. Willis says <laughs> no,
0: Die Hard is not a Christmas
1: film. <laughs> oh, man. I like how we have got like an officially... So I'm saying this quote's official source on of either way, either side. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, while Christmas is
0: the setting, while Christmas Eve is the setting, the heist could happen literally any other occasion. Like, hey, we did a good sale, <laughs> or hey, it's Easter. I guess the offices don't have Easter parties, do they <laughs> No. <laughs> i don't think they do hey it's secretary's day kelly's getting lit is that an actual holiday secretary's day yeah yeah you have a day for secretaries yeah it's secretary's day oh well i'm just saying like the plan didn't have to be christmas eve
1: that's true <laughs> it could have
0: been halloween or new year's yeah it just happened to be christmas could
1: eve. have been their quarterly meeting party yeah.
0: Now, this was an opinion you had. It goes against the spirit of the holidays.
1: Oh yeah, because there's no snowmen. There's
0: no. I mean, it's not about learning a major lesson. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's not Rudolph. There's no believing in Santa or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) And the last point is that Christmas is not a main point in the plot.
1: They talk about it a lot.
0: They talk about
1: it, but it's not like
0: this miracle can only happen on Christmas. Oh, and there's yeah. no Santa or reindeer.
1: <laughs> yeah, they should have brought us into the party. Yeah.
0: Well, technically there is. There was there? Yeah, because he kills the terrorist, puts a Santa hat on him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he writes on like the fucking wife beater, like, I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah.
1: Ah, uh, Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Huh. There's some good points on either sides. No wonder this debate is so to be honest, I didn't know this was like a huge debate. <laughs> oh,
0: it's it's like huge. It's been it's been picking up steam as the years pass, but. So I think Die Hard is a Christmas film, but Dane Cook once tweeted, Die Hard is one hundred percent a Christmas movie, so I'm kind of on the fence about it now. <laughs>
1: Oh, man, that's a tough one. So that's in the against column, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> That might actually change my opinion. <laughs> what so, about uh, Daniel O'Brien? He said it is a Christmas movie. Yes. And I like that guy. Daniel, yeah. He was right. a cracked author and comedian. Um, who was actually the first person I had ever heard say it was a Christmas movie. Maybe Presidential it's... expert. Yeah. By
0: his book, How to Fight Presidents. <laughs> for the perfect stocking stuffer if you uh have time travel and listen to this episode
1: yeah that book's gonna become more and more relevant that was my one political comment
0: (laughs) so there are a bunch of like there are a bunch of lists online saying top reasons die hard is the greatest christmas story ever told Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna go through uh some of the common ones
1: All right, like ones that appear on a bunch of these lists. A
0: a bunch that appear on multiple lists.
1: Okay. Uh, These are reasons why Die Hard's the greatest Christmas movie.
0: Much like Joseph and Mary, John McClane is a weary traveler.
1: Wow, that's a bit of a stretch. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, oh, he went from point A to point B. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a little sleepy. <laughs> Christmas
0: movie. Well, you know, you have to go from point A to point B, and then point, point B to point C was fighting terrorists. <laughs> yeah, like Joseph and
1: Mary. <laughs> like Joseph and Mary.
0: <laughs> uh, you know that point in the Bible when uh, <laughs> Joseph and Mary are caught in a temple and they have to fight? <laughs>
1: and <laughs> defend themselves from German <terrorists. laughs> oh yeah I always forget about that chapter oh, I like that reason
0: <laughs> that's in that's in Macleanius my favorite book of the bible <laughs> and
1: so he said yippee kate <laughs> oh man
0: uh, both tales feature a pregnant woman
1: He's pregnant and is his wife pregnant or something? No, no.
0: Her, uh, Holly's co-worker is pregnant.
1: Oh, that's right.
0: And Holly's like, hey, we need a sofa for this pregnant lady and people need to use the bathroom at some point.
1: All right.
0: So there's a pregnant woman in
1: both stories. <laughs> I mean, if it was his wife who was pregnant, I'd be a bit more convinced by that point. But she's kind of like a minor side character. While well, Mary's like... Kind of the main character until Jesus is born. Are you sure? She's pretty up there. Okay. I haven't read it. So.
0: No spoilers.
1: <laughs> ah, damn it. I just gave it away.
0: I hope Jesus makes it up. I hope
1: Jesus is like
0: Kevin Bean and nothing happens to him.
1: Ooh. Oh, man. Nobody tell him.
0: <laughs> just kidding. I know. I know how it ends. It kind of bums me out that I'll never be as cool as Jesus. Why? I don't have all the cool piercings.
1: <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> the spirit of
0: friendship is a main part of Die Hard.
1: Where is the spirit of friendship?
0: So Argyle also helps. Yeah. Because he blocks the ambulance.
1: Oh, he does.
0: But John McClane and Al, Al Powell. Yeah. They, they They're buddies and they help each other out.
1: Yeah, they talk about things. And
0: then John's like, you're a good cop. Why are you a desk junkie? And he's like, I shot a kid. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And then Uh. at the end of the movie, one terrorist stands up. And Al Powell gets the final kill of the movie. (laughs) And then it's like, I shot a German terrorist. I mean, I still killed a kid. (laughs) And I don't think that blood is going to be washed off my hands anytime soon.
1: Oh, man. I just murdered somebody else, so...
0: I just murdered
1: a child. <laughs> but in the future, I get to kill a German terrorist on Christmas Eve. A little column a, a, little column B. I can sort of see that one then. I mean, a lot of movies have friendship, but I'm a little bit more convinced by that point than some of the others. Okay, how about this?
0: Hans Gruber is a better Christmas villain than The Grinch.
1: Why? I mean Hans Gruber is an amazing villain. But it's not like he hates Christmas. Does he? No. <laughs>
0: I mean he's a better he's a better villain in a Christmas movie than the Grinch.
1: Okay, I see what you're saying.
0: I think that one's kinda iffy because I feel like a Christmas villain has to direct directly has to link directly to Christmas.
1: Yeah, it's gotta be like Scrooge or the Grinch that yeah. they're like
0: Plus no offense to Hans no offense to Alan Rickman, but the Grinch is a bit more fuckable than Hans Gruber.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, that green fur. <laughs>
0: oh, man.
1: <laughs> Daddy Grinch. Ah, <laughs> oh, great. That's going to be in my head later. <laughs> Pretty sure he already goes pantsless through who If you
0: have any fan art, please tag me. Hashtag Daddy Grinch.
1: <laughs> don't tag me.
0: Tag Tag Jason. No,
1: you don't have to. Because I have
0: a feeling in a year I'm going to really regret that Hashtag. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: you're a daddy mr. Grinch
1: oh god <laughs> was, uh, I'm not gonna say it never mind all right but this one
0: is true what this might be the nail in the coffin all right Die Hard has the best use of gift wrapping
1: when does he do the gift wrapping
0: When? Well, at the end of the movie He has the gun taped to his back.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Throw throw your machine gun on the ground. (laughs) What was that thing you said, Mr. McLean? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. (laughs) 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 And then he removes the tape. He he removes the gun from the tape on his back, and he shoots both the terrorists. And, oh, God, it's so
1: cool. Uh, I can't believe I forgot about that part. That was so awesome! That's one of the most iconic parts of Die Hard, Jason! I know! I know! I just forgot there was gift wrapping involved in that. I guess the tape and stuff around there... Yeah, that counts. Alright, that was an amazing use of that.
0: Do you want some trivia about Die Hard? Yeah. The scene which Gruber and McClane meet was inserted into the script after Alan Rickman uh was found to be proficient at mimicking american accents these are all taken from imdb by the way the Ah. filmmakers had been looking for a way for the two characters to meet prior to the climax and capitalized on rickman's talent
1: oh that's pretty cool yeah i wonder how they found out he had a good american accent
0: uh he's alan rickman and he's amazing
1: yeah isn't he like a shakespearean actor or am i just thinking of his character from galaxy quest In the
0: original script, as in the original novel, the
1: action took place over three days.
0: But John John McTiernan, I don't, I probably butchered that, the director of Die Hard, was inspired to have it take place over a single night by Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream. Really? Yes.
1: That's an interesting... So
0: Shakespeare inspired (laughs) Die Hard.
1: Wow. I mean, in a way, slightly. That is weird. But I like it. I gotta admit, it works a lot better on if you say the movie takes place on Christmas Eve than like a couple days and then Christmas. <laughs>
0: Arnold Schwarzenegger declined to shoot the film as a sequel. Sorry. Arnold Schwarzenegger declined to shoot the film for a, as a sequel to 1985's Commando and Fox reluctantly gave the role to Bruce Willis, known as a comedic television actor.
1: Huh, I wonder why Arnold Schwarzenegger declined. I- I don't know. I would
0: say he probably regrets that decision. Yeah! He was in Terminator.
1: Yeah, he kind of- he's done enough other things that he- he could get by with that. That's amazing that they took a chance on a comedic actor. A comedic television actor of all people. (laughs) This is my favorite piece of trivia. I love this so much.
0: The Hungarian title is Give Your Life Expensive. What? give your life expensive jason where's the oh wait
1: what no never mind i'm trying to figure out how that
0: makes sense the title of the sequel your life is more expensive (laughs) and the third diehards titling hungarian wait wait can i guess yeah is it your life is most expensive close the life is always expensive
1: (laughs) It sounds like a couple James Bond movies, actually. (laughs) I love that so much. (laughs) Die Hard, Your Life is More Expensive. I mean, I can sort of see the connection there. No, I can't.
0: (laughs) How does that connect? Explain it to me, Jason.
1: Because you don't die easily and your life is... Nope, don't see it. My life
0: is most expensive because I'm cripplingly disabled. and I have bills to pay and my insurance is shit.
1: (laughs) You could be in the next Die Hard.
0: Oh man, I could. In Hungary. Yeah.
1: (laughs) That's Die Hard, man. (laughs) Oh man, I forgot a lot about it. Man, it's really good. I think I'm gonna watch it this Christmas too. You should watch it. You kind of inspired me. Watch it, Jason. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna play it for the whole family again. I'm gonna be like, guys, this is our new tradition.
0: This and Shrek retold.
1: Uh, yeah, sure. (laughs) Just have to watch out for my little cousin being there. There's some cursing. How old is
0: your little cousin?
1: The littlest one is like six or something. Dude, you should show
0: him. You should show him or her die hard.
1: There's there's cursing. I don't want him to run around. But imagine like they go back to
0: kindergarten. Like, how was your Christmas? I watched the new movie. (laughs) Oh, really? What was your favorite part? When he brutally shot those two German terrorists and yelled, yippee motherfucker!"
1: <laughs>
0: what? I mean, we when, told I, you this. when I was when I was seven in first grade, I invited kids over to watch The Exorcist.
1: What? Oh God, you're the worst. Oh, that's horrifying. Oh man, if I was one of those kids, I would have never forgiven you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> have a intervened before then.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> and she
0: was like, yeah, your son just overheard that, right? You don't actually have the exorcist at home? Yes, <laughs> that is correct. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. Do you have anything to plug? Yes, I'm going to plug my blog, thoughtcauldron.com on all things world building and dungeon mastering and rpgs and no that's it i'll also say i used to like crack.com which this episode reminded me of yeah
0: it's it's okay schmitty the clam is probably the only good part of crack.com right now
1: all right at least there's one good part yeah
0: oh and david wong
1: oh david wong still in. so
0: two two people
1: okay all oh, right, you have anything to plug?
0: I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. At DHP Gastelum. G-A-S-T-E-L-U-M. As in Mary. Yeah. Different, different type of Mary, though, because <laughs> it's, it's Christmas. <laughs> the pregnant one. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, stop by DHPGastelum.com. Mondays we update with podcasts. Wednesdays and Fridays with comics. And read my comic, Aria a cyberpunk mystery on Wednesdays and Fridays
1: by the time this episode is released hopefully I'll be all caught up on it hopefully I will be don't worry
0: Jason can I just can I I be sincere for a moment man no
1: okay never mind (laughs) (laughs) if I
0: was sincere I I would I would just want to say man like I'm really happy that you're my best friend
1: oh uh, because
0: like never mind you can be sincere the holidays are bullshit and it's good to know that I have good people in my life.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, same here.
0: Good people who bought me a Nintendo Switch with wow. four Pro Pro <laughs> Controllers, Breath of the Wild and Smash Ultimate.
1: The greatest part of Christmas. And
0: failure to do so would be an
1: immediate cut out of my life. So. <laughs> that was a strange thing to add. Peace on Earth, <laughs> can it be? Was that last part true?
0: Yes. <laughs>